Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm a little sleepy this morning. A little sleepy? I'm actually very energized, so maybe we'll, we'll like our yin yang or whatever, we'll... (laughs) We'll get going. Uh, well, but- that's the thing. You know, it's like I'm sleepy, but I'm extremely happy to hear your voice. Like already there are some Christine Co. decibels in my ears and my energy level is inching up. That and the coffee Aww. is helping. <laughs> well, yes, I, I have missed your voice. I don't know. It's only been a week, but so it's always great to hear you. And we are coming off a big heat wave here where I have been dragging around. I'm just not meant for real feel of 100 plus. So Mm. (laughs) today it's in the 70s. I can do my hair and know it's not going to fall, fall down in like 10 minutes. And I'm just I'm just happy. (laughs) And I'm happy about today's conversation. We're talking about books Mm. and stuff to read this summer. And I'm here for it. Mm, Absolutely. I am so um, I'm so into talking about books today, which is sort of funny because uh, I for a while have had sometimes a problem with like sustained attention with reading and I, uh, you know, sort of fall on and off the reading wagon, which is strange because there is nothing I love more than reading. And more than that, there's nothing more than I love uh, and nothing I love more than stories um, because I just believe that stories are the things that knit us together, you know, mm-hmm. and remind us about the things we hold in common and the timeless questions we have. So um, I'm really excited to talk about this because not only um, am I really returning to reading in a big way, I'm always excited to hear your book suggestions. You have an unbelievably insatiable appetite for reading. I love to hear about it. Well, thank you. Um, I, I do love reading. It's kind of what grounds me. And, and I will say that sometimes I get a little stuck. So I have this rule that um, if I don't get into a book by page 50, I pull the ripcord, which was very, used to be very difficult for me. I would slog through a book. And then at one point I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to fight my way from a, through a book? Book should be fun. Book should be fun. And, um, so that has been very freeing. And I will say that right this second, actually, after a great run of several books, I'm in a little bit 
of a rut because I've tried and false started on maybe two or three titles, all like super highly recommended titles, which always makes me feel like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) This is a must read and why can't I get into it? So actually just the timing worked out that on Instagram stories this week, I just told people I was in this rut and asked for recommendations and oh my goodness, the outpouring. Mm. So by the time this episode goes live, I will have, or with the help of one of my glorious assistants, will have pulled together a summer reading list with like, it, there are probably like 50 recommendations on there. All right, so well, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be between our picks today and then that list, people should be all set for the summer. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's so interesting is that I find that for me, books really sort of balance this online life that, you know, you and I have led. Now, I find that my relationship with the internet is definitely changing. I'm spending a lot less time online than I used to. Mm. And I find that books, uh, you know, and there's, there, are, you know, there are positives and negatives to that. You know, it's just a process. And so it's not, a, you know, like, I'm not on the internet as much anymore. It's not a declaration. It's more just like, where's the balance? And I find that books are a huge part of that for me because not only do I, you know, want these stories and, and you know, not just the entertainment, but the stories of of humans and what's going on inside their heads. I find that having these objects to hold in my hands and <laughs> carry around with me and hold in my bed at night when I'm reading, um, it just somehow grounds me in a way that um, is unique. And so that's why I'm so excited that this episode really is devoted to books. Yeah. You know, I mean, they might be on the Kindle. They might be ebooks. I'm just saying, though, that books are a special form. They're just a special form. And um, I I can't rate, I can't wait to dig into this conversation and also this reading list that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are magical. I will say that when the pandemic hit and everything shut down and I exhausted my pre-pandemic or pre-lockdown stack of library books, I, I finally had to switch to ebooks and I was very grateful for it. And then I was grateful when the libraries reopened and I could get regular mm-hmm. books again because, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I love having the object too. I really do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's dive in. We actually, this feels very fancy, Asha, but we have broken our recommendations and our conversation structure into categories. So mm-hmm. we're going to start with literary fiction. So I think I've read, I don't know, like maybe 24 books so far in 2021. I only know this because I do a book roundup at the end of every month. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So today I'm going to just talk about, I don't know, maybe my top really, really tippity top eight out of that or something like that. Mm -hmm. And for literary fiction, I have four picks. So I'm going to just run through them really, really quick. Um, Mm -hmm. The first one is Call Baby, Call like C-A-U-L, like birth call. And um, (laughs) it's by Morgan Jerkins. And this is one of these books that on page one, I was hooked and could not put it down. And it it's, you know, it centers on a decision to give up a baby and how that connects mm. to family secrets. And usually like books with magic in them are not really my thing or elements of magic. But I thought this book was incredible in connecting like mystical things to race and karma. So amazing pick. Mm. Um My second book, actually, I should have said this first because it was the very first book I read in 2021, and that is Transcendent Kingdom by Yag Yasi. Incredible, incredible book. Uh, It weaves together threads of painful family loss, discord, faith, science, (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I appreciate the central character's uh, neuroscience thread since that was my former uh, career. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more recently, I read and just devoured The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. This mm-hmm. woman knows how to write struggle. Uh, again, this was a book that had me in from page one and highly enraged by the patriarchy on the heroine's behalf. <laughs> um, uh. She's kind of cast off because she's not classically attractive. Anyway, this is a Great Depression era story. It's aching and agonizing and yet hopeful and woman warrior centered. I loved it. It's huge. Um, I loved it. <laughs> um, and then my last literary fiction pick is Outlawed by Anna North. And um, this is another one I couldn't put down. It's again centered on the female experience and, you know, what the fear of the unknown and unnamed can do to people. That's all I'll mm. say about it. Um, the prose moved very quickly while still being centered on threads, very important threads like misogyny and motherhood. And I just, I loved it. It was, I think this was one of those books I read, picked up right after having another one of those. 50 page ripcord ruts. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it was so refreshing to have something that I just was immediately immersed in. Mm. Fear of the unknown and unnamed. That is like, ooh, right? that sort of like gives me that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I think I'm going to put a little star next to that. Um, although it's sort of funny. I, I find myself like, ah, you know, I, in the same way that with movies, I, I find that if things are too heavy and intense, I, I find myself nervous about them at this particular mm-hmm. moment just mm-hmm. because of the intense period that I've been through recently and that many of us have been through. But actually, I think that, um, you know, when we immerse ourselves in, in these stories, including fictional stories, like it just it, it like creates space for all the feelings. And it's such a good it's such a it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you could pull the ripcord if you need to. Mm hmm. Um, all right. So Christine um, has many, many books to share. I have not many. I have very few because I have not, you know, like I said, I haven't been as, um, you know, sort of serial in my book reading, um, which is not to say I have not done some amazing reading. I have one literary fiction piece of literary fiction to share, and it's just my absolute favorite that I yell about to everybody. And that is A Gentleman in Moscow by Immortals. Um, it is such a wonderful novel. It is, it is it somehow man manages to, you know, be sort of epic in in scale and also unbelievably intimate. It is, you know, a historical novel about, you know, the Russian Revolution and and the aftermath of that, but also a very individual story. Um, it's the story about a place specifically uh, a luxury hotel in which this um, this count, this Russian count basically is sentenced to house arrest. Mm. And so there are so many things about those details. If someone were to tell me those details, I'd sort of be like, eh, okay, sounds interesting. But the experience of reading it is just, um, it's something else. It's unique. And uh, the other thing I'll say about it is that as a writer, you know, the writing of this book is really um, different and the style is fun and lighthearted. And it's all, it, there's constantly like a little wink um, that you're getting from the author, which is really wonderful because the character of Count Rostov also has that sort of um, charming um, mischievousness, I guess you can say. And 
it's just one of those stories that I found totally transporting and somehow there was something to identify with, even though it was in a completely different time and place. So this is a book that I just think is wonderful and I think everyone should read it. Wow. <laughs> there we go. That's yeah, what I'm going to say. High praise. I'm I'm excited. And uh, we would be remiss if we did not say, of course, we're going to link all these titles up in the show notes so you can just easily access them. All right. Totally. Yeah. Well, Asha, I know we have more books to cover. We will do that after a quick break. Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, friends, we are back. I'm fired up, Asha, about talking. I felt like I talked really fast about my fiction picks because I was so excited about them, but I love books, and I'm so glad we're having this conversation today. Um, so am I. So am I. I know. I was just like, I, I felt myself going off into La La Land myself. Like, okay, this is really great. We're in a roll. It's so a go. Yeah, it's all good. Well, okay, let's ground, let's ground ourselves, Christine. I'll just speak to myself in the third person. <laughs> Because the next area I want to cover is memoir. And I don't, you know, in the past, I was not somebody who really gravitated towards memoir. But more recently, I have um, really found myself loving this this genre. And I have two picks. Um, this first one, Asha, I was really thinking about you and your dad and mm. me and my mom while I read this one. I really think you should read Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. Um, actually, Jenny Lawson, the blog guest, re recommended this book to me. And it is such a beautiful, loving, lovely. Actually, that's her word that she uses with her 
used with her mom. So I'll say lovely tribute. Um, it's not only a tribute to the author's mother, but just to the complexities of family relationships, the power of food to connect us and evoke and hold memories. Um, and also the complicated arc of figuring out your place in the world. So obviously as a Korean woman, <laughs> I found myself laughing and maybe like crying and cringing a little over some of the anecdotes that were really familiar to me as a Korean daughter. But I think anybody would love this book. Um, and really, Asha, I really was thinking about you and your dad quite a bit through this book. And if if you are not, I know you are a person who loves food, but anybody out there who loves food needs to read this book. I mean, the food descriptions are just awesome. Mm. Even if you don't understand what all the food is, it's awesome. Why is it so great? I mean, there are many reasons I now want to read this book, and I wanted to read it anyway because I had read about it elsewhere. But why is it that it's so fun to read about food? Like, why is it so fun to read descriptions of food? I, I, I love know. it's even when you don't understand what everything is, it's so delightful. Actually, yeah. I wish all these all of these books that have food, such a strong food thread, they mm. should have like companion pull out material with pictures and stuff like when you go to. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a beautiful one. And then the other memoir I wanted to recommend is All You Can Ever Know by Nicole Chung. So I actually met Nicole on NPR. <laughs> we were actually get both guests on a segment about um, in the wake of the race, the racial violence against Asians in Atlanta. And so as soon as after the conversation with her, I ordered her memoir and I couldn't put it down. Honestly, it occurred to me. The reason I think it's very, very important to bring this book up and recommend it, too, is that. It occurred to me while I was reading, I think it was the first book I had ever read with an adoptee-centered voice, and mm. it was such an eye-opener about how complicated that experience is, while also providing me with a lens about you know the struggle of assimilation and racism. So I found it just fascinating and beautifully written and uh, just wonderful. And so mm. it's a treat to just know her also as a person, but really, really recommend that if that is a lens that you're not familiar with. Mm. Oh, fascinating. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You sort of kicked this, sec this section of our conversation off with memoir and saying, you know, memoir hasn't always been my thing. Like memoir has always been my thing. In mm -hmm. fact, memoir is actually why I started blogging all those years ago, all those many years ago, because I find memoir to be, um, I, I there's there it's both literary and personal and, you know, sort of there's a life story aspect to it. And I find that that is very compelling to me as a reader and as a writer. So I love memoir. Um, and I have a couple memoirs to share, one that I've read and loved and one that's sort of on my aspiring to read list. So the one that I've read and absolutely love is called Tell Me More by Kelly Corrigan. Tell me more. The subtitle is Stories About the 12 Hardest Things I'm Learning to Say. Mm. And it is such a beautiful book, beautiful in that it is so human and you will read it and probably you will say to yourself, you know, I think Kelly Corgan and I should be best friends. <laughs> I have a feeling that most people read that and think that, but I actually really think that. <laughs> You know, like her kid and my kid were born at the same hospital. She lives in, I mean, I'm telling you, but really this book, um, I was turned on to her work. I think when I was writing about, um, on Instagram about 
grief about when my, you know, not long after my dad passed away. And she has written beautifully about her own father's death and the experience of of moving through that and what she learned. And um, she brings such a generosity to her work. And so this is really all about uh, becoming a better communicator and the questions you can ask and things you can say to become closer to the people around you. And she just says it, it, it this is, this really is sort of memoir and a little bit of practical advice about communicating, but it's just, she's a funny and engaging storyteller. Um, by the way, she also has a podcast called Kelly Corrigan Wonders. She has an um, interview series on PBS. I mean, she, and she's wonderful on Instagram as well and hosts all sorts of wonderful live conversations. And she just, I think is doing um, not just wonderful and amazing, but important work on the internet. Mm. I, I, uh, I said something the other day, which I truly believe. And I think that the most important work of the internet is basically, you know, telling the stories of each of us and the stories of all of us. And I feel like that's what she does. Mm. Um, the second memoir, this one is on my to read list. It's something that I really want to read. It's a book called Memorial Drive by Natasha Trethewey. She's a poet um, and also has written this book. And the way that I heard about it is from Cheryl Strayed's new uh, online book club through an organization called Literati. And um, it, it, it's not that I am part of this book club. It's that I follow Cheryl on Instagram. I love what she has to say as a human being as much as I love to listen to her as a writer. And she has started this book club and um, I'm considering starting it, uh, joining it. I haven't decided yet, but I'm considering it um, because I think that um, being able to read in community is one of the most powerful ways to read, mm -hmm. actually. And the first um, choice in that book club is Memorial Drive. And I was reading about it. And it just sounds like an amazing book. So uh, so that's just a. I thought I would put that out there as um, something to look up. I will link up. Um, Cheryl's Literati, Literati Book Club, um, as well as something about the book Memorial Drive. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I just have one pick in this next category, which is romance, which I think I've talked about romance books quite a bit on this podcast and how usually I love them and they are such a go-to happy light genre for me. And I will say I have super been struggling with this genre recently. I've, I've ordered every book on the you know, you got to read this romance book list. And just so many of them, I couldn't get to my 50 page. I just was pulling the ripcord left and right. I don't know what is happening. <laughs> Who knows? But the one book that really grabbed me um, this year so far is The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. I figured, hey, it's a public radio slash podcast nerd romance. I got it. It's got to work, right? <laughs> and it delivered with the unexpected benefit, clearly I did not read the description before I got it, is that the male lead is a hot Korean guy. So uh. A. And um and it's beautifully written. It was really has really fun dialogue that actually made me laugh out loud. So I just loved it so much and it was great. And it did fulfill my public radio podcast nerd dreams. It was lovely. <laughs> Gosh, talk about a niche. You know what I'm saying? Super niche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, from romance to philosophy and spirituality. <laughs> that's This is accurate. This is who we are. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, you know, this is a, 
interesting pick. So, um, so much of my reading really is related to grief and, um, and it's what has really helped me move past. I'm not going to say past grief. I'm going to say to a new place, you know, to a place of, you know, sort of much more peace and much more acceptance. And, um, anyway, we'll, uh, you know, we'll talk about that. I'm sure over the coming months, but one of the books that I think really helped me um, is a book called No Time Like the Present by Jack Cornfield. Jack Cornfield, uh, I mean, I think he was one of the major sort of uh, teachers and writers that brought Buddhist teaching to the West. Um, he's taught about mindfulness and living in the present and stuff like that for years, um, meditation and all of that stuff. But this book is just, it's just a, a very, um, accessible this is it's just a very straightforward read about um how the sort of inner freedom that we always have access to you know Mm. really in terms of our own approach to things our own perspective it is a very grounded book that really anybody could pick up and read i um i don't have a lot of tolerance for books that are you know too far out into the ether um which is not to say I'm not interested in spiritual reading or thought. I really, really am. But the the style of the writing or the style of the delivery for me personally needs to be really grounded. And this book really is. And it's just, it's beautiful. I think it's a very comforting read for anybody who's going through a struggle. Um, anyone who's feeling um, boxed in in terms of choices. Um, I think especially for those of us, um, you know, <laughs> The pandemic literally boxed us in in so many ways and 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 took away so many choices. But obviously, that whole experience can apply to so many more things. So, um, no time like the present is a book that I found great, great, great comfort from, and and it really made me think differently as I sort of walked back into the world after reading it. Hmm, wonderful, yeah, that sounds great. All right, well, Asha, we actually have several more picks to share, and we will do that after a quick break. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Okay, friends, we are back. We are talking about books, books rather, in the plural, because we have several nonfiction picks to share. Okay, so before I share my two picks, Asha, I know that summer reading is usually supposed to be like light, happy, easy beach reads. And my next two picks are the opposite of that. (laughs) And I think it's uh, appropriate, though, because, hey, this is work that needs to be done. And I would argue that summer, we all have a little more space and flexibility to perhaps sink into some of the work that might be a little harder during the regular school year. So these are both um, picks related to racial issues. The first is How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi, obviously, I'm pretty sure everybody has probably seen or heard about this book, but this was not an easy read. Like, I had to keep rereading sections because there's just so much in it, and that's that's a good thing. Um, it just made me pause, question, reframe things, often multiple times in a day. <laughs> um, And, you know, there's just one little quote that I'll share from him, um, which really summarizes why I think this is an essential read for everyone. And he writes, the only way to undo racism is to consistently identify and describe it and then dismantle it. So there you have it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really it really has shifted how I think about a lot of things. (laughs) Uh, The second book I've talked about, I think, before on this podcast, it's Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. I feel like this is essential reading for all humans. Um, And I just had so many moments while I was reading this book where I thought, wow, it must have taken just unbelievable strength to choose which cast-driven atrocities to recount. And, And I just also simultaneously just wanted to kind of like vomit, cry, and applaud her research and writing. Um, you know, reading about history and politics is actually not typically my strong suit, but she makes this challenging subject matter so accessible. She weaves together history, modern politics, human stories, including her own, um, as well as like general analogies, like related to building a house or the structure of whatever. So it's just um, a very doable read and was very eye-opening to me. So I really, and it also shifted my perception of other places and what's happened in other places, like related to Nazi Germany, for example, and how they've handled and reckoned with um, their racial history. So I found it just totally fascinating and recommended it to everybody I came across after I read it. Mm. Everybody I know that has read Cast has said something similar to what Mm -hmm. you said. That it is such an unbelievable transporting book, uh, you know, shifting, mind shifting book. And, you know, I just want to remind folks, too, that audiobooks are often a really great way to, you know, if you're if if there's a challenging read or a read that's unfamiliar to you in terms of the subject matter or the the approach, 
audiobooks or some other way to approach the materials often a really good uh a good way to do it you know because it's just you can sort of pop in and out you can listen and then re-listen so you know just that's just something to think about mm-hmm. i have found that that is a really great thing to do um excellent thank you um I have two nonfiction picks that are so completely different than what you are talking about. Literally. I mean, like so different. And the first one is about women's sexual health. And yeah, so here for I it. thought exactly. <laughs> I, I knew you'd appreciate that. And uh, I'll just tell you right now, listeners, I'm not going to go into great detail. What I will say though, is that uh, let's just say that as I get older, my sexual health is changing. And I would like to educate myself about it. And so I um, am reading a book that actually came recommended from my doctor, and it's called Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. And actually, I, you know, I sort of wink, wink about that title, um, but it's really all about um, the latest sort of uh, research in like women's sexual functioning and health. And it helps you get to know yourself if that's not something you know too much about um, personally. and. It's a really fabulous read. My doc, the reason I got this book is because my doctor said, and I quote, I recommend this to everybody and it has changed lives. Wow. So I was like, okay, okay. yeah, I, I'm going to read that book. So I am reading it right now. And so, you know, take it or leave it, friends. Have a, have a look, check it out. Um, The other book that I am reading and you are going, this is going to like fill your heart. That's the book Grown and Flown by Aww. our friends, yes. Lisa Heffernan. And Mary Dell Harrington, who've been guests on our podcast, who we are huge fans of. They the are creators, incredible. Incredible. Unbelievable. Creators of the blog, Grown and Flown, writers. I mean, they're just incredible. I mean, an amazing um, pod, uh, excuse me, um, Facebook community for basically parents of older teens and young adults. And the reason I'm reading this book, again, because I've read it many times before, is that my youngest just graduated from high school. <laughs> she is going to be going to college, which means that as of, uh, you know, basically Labor Day, I will have no children in my house. They mm-hmm. will all have grown and flown. And that is blowing my mind. And so I have uh, just like returned to this book to to read it from this perspective. It's a wonderful, it's just wonderful. The Subtitle is How to Support Your Teen, Stay Close as a Family, and Raise Independent Adults. I mean, come on. We all want to do this, right? All of us who are parents. So that's where I'm going to close it down here. That's where I'm at at the moment. We shall talk more about it in future. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fabulous. And I think it's um, it's actually totally fitting to mention if you are, so Asha, you are on the runway where um, your second child is about to leave and then, and the, the, the nest will be empty. But if you are maybe a year before that or a year or two before that and your kid is on the college hunt or will be on the college hunt, um, I don't know if you know this, Asha, but Lisa and Mary have a new, it's like a paid community, uh, like paid access content um, for families that are embarking on the college process. Um, they actually gave me access to this. And I will say, their guests it's it's largely focused around guest interview um guests who give presentations about different topics related to college and they answer questions live and um about everything from like how to afford college to how to look for them and how to find hidden gems and um what the timeline is really nuts and bolts things and 
I know this is going to sound a little weird, but I'm not exactly like a high information seeking person regarding this. Like I want to have a more curious laid back approach to the college search with my teen. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm, I'm staying with that. Like that's who I am and that's how it's going to be. And I'm not going to get like wrapped around the axle around it. And the sessions that I have seen from their presenters have just been like wonderfully affirming and very, it's going to be okay. (laughs) And you are going to figure this out. And I really appreciated that. Um, So I will link up where you can um, sign up to join that community. But I I have found the content really, really fabulous. So anyway, this is very exciting. This is very, very exciting. Yeah. And, uh, and they have a ton of speakers. It's like, Every yeah. more than one a week, I think. I, I haven't even caught up on all of them, but it's really remarkable what they've mm. put together for people. So mm-hmm. it's like getting your questions answered by the experts privately in a community. It's pretty great. I want to second the, um, you know, take it easy, um, trusting approach to this college process with your kid. That was what I did with both my kids, both my very different kids. It's worked out great. We shall discuss in future. We shall discuss. All right, Asho, it's time to close out our episode. I would love to hear what your next edit is today. All right. My next edit is super straightforward. And that is, listeners, if you've, you know, you just got to visit the show notes this time. (laughs) Like, visit the show notes at edityourlifeshow.com and choose one of the books we've shared and just give it a shot. Read it yourself and uh, let us know what you think. We want to we want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, Asha, I'm going to take this year next edit and I'm going to order Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski because I'm very into destigmatizing women's sexual health and just health in general. So I'm here for I it. I knew you'd be excited about I'm that. I'm here for it. Okay. My year next edit is to connect with your local library, to browse books, yes, but also to see, you know, many libraries have just been working so hard to offer great virtual programming. Some are probably opening up to do, you know, outside stuff now that outside is is nice out so um just like while you're browsing books see if they have some fun summer programming for you or your kids i am just such a huge fan of public libraries and i admire them so much oh i'm so excited our public library is about to reopen again and i am so thrilled amazing so thrilled amazing all right friends you'll find the show notes for this episode including links to the books and all the resources we've mentioned plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com and as always we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions chat with us on instagram or facebook at edityourlifeshow or you can send us an email at edityourlifeshow at gmail.com we'd also be grateful if you would drop us a review on apple podcasts or tell a pod loving friend about us thanks for listening I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.